TYT, I'm Nomi Kunz here in the Chelsea Studios, the YouTube Studios for TYT. We have a special guest today. I forgot to mention, we're at a diner in the Chelsea Studios, drinking some coffee and water. Uh, we have the one and only Zephyr Teachout. You know Zephyr Teachout for challenging Andrew Cuomo uh, to, to his gubernatorial race and giving him a run for his money a couple of years ago. And since then, I mean, progressives knew who you were in New York and now you've become a national icon, uh, standing up against corruption. She's the author of Corruption America. She's a she teaches law at Fordham University, and you know you're you're kind of like the go-to person when it comes to corruption, fracking, progressive politics. Andrew Cuomo, the IDC. I, I can't wait until I'm not known as like the corruption person. I kind of love that though. <laughs> right. I mean, you you, you no. have this job forever. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Uh, so thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for being here. So we've had a lot of conversations about the kinds of bills that would be held up or are being held up because of the IDC. But I want to talk a little bit more about what, who is behind the IDC. Yeah. Is it just the charter schools that are funding them in the real estate industry? Or does it go further than that? Well, the, the really key thing to understand, um, the first step in understanding uh, Republican control in the IDC is that this is um, Andrew Cuomo is the puppet master. Um, Andrew Cuomo uh, prefers having Republican control of the state Senate in New York for two main reasons. One is he basically wants to say that he's progressive on all things, but it's not his fault that progressive legislation doesn't get through. So if he has a Republican Senate, even in this overwhelmingly Democratic state, he can say, oh, we didn't do that not because of me, but because of those Republicans. Um, but then he also likes it because fundamentally Andrew Cuomo is serving his donors. And in New York State, the donor limits are so high. Uh, individuals can give $50,000. A couple can give $100,000. An individual? Yes. And the federal limits are what? Uh, uh, the federal limit is uh, 5400 for primary and general. $2,700 each, yes, pretty much. Yes, yes, yeah. And also, in New York State, um, corporations can give to um, candidates directly. Mm -hmm. This is, we have our own sort of private Citizens United hell here. And <laughs> the LLC loophole is what you're. Yeah, it's called the, all of these like really evil things have these highly, you know, technical like LLC, IDC, but this is really about corporate funding. And um, so Andrew Cuomo has, uh, uh, basically shown consistently in his seven years in office that he won't do anything that touches his donors' bottom line. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to a millionaire's tax, won't touch it. Uh, when it comes to progressive taxation in general, won't touch it. So, you know, on the one hand, Andrew Cuomo is the puppet master, mm -hmm. but if you really look, like, behind the scenes, he's getting played. He's getting used by um, these big hedge fund donors. So mm -hmm. I'll just give you one example. Um, there's this guy, Dan Loeb, uh, who has recently gotten in trouble for um, uh, really racially offensive um, comments, a major hedge fund manager. He is one of Andrew Cuomo's biggest uh, donor supporters, mm -hmm. one of the Republican Senate in New York State's biggest supporters, and the IDC supporters. So you have one donor who's supporting Andrew Cuomo, uh, the double agent Democrats, and uh, the Republicans. His interests are totally served. Because, um, uh, because basically that means that you have a Republican Senate vetoing progressive legislation in New York. And he's also, not only has he been called out for racist 
yeah. emails and statements over the past several years. Yeah. Uh, he, he is involved with the charter school movement. Very involved. Which yeah. many think is a form of racist uh, yeah. schooling. And the other thing to understand, I mean, I really support the NAACP's, you know, incredibly strong recent statements. And if you're interested in following that, look at what the NAACP has been doing recently. Um, uh, on, on charter schools. On charter calling schools. Them out. Yeah, calling them out. You know, this is like, you know. They Pride. won't support any candidates. To be yeah. clear, they said they will no longer support any candidates uh, that are in favor aligned right. with charter schools. Yeah. Bold move. Yeah, incredibly bold, incredibly important, really calling out the d deep race politics behind uh, mm -hmm. charter schools. But also, it's, it's important to understand that one of the reasons that the hedge funders like, um, like Dan Loeb and other, other of Cuomo's top donors um, really push for the privatization of public education, mm -hmm. charterization, privatization, is because their own real um, antagonists in state government are um, teachers and parents standing up for funding. Mm -hmm. So it's not just about the schools, it's about taxes. Mm -hmm. Like you want the teachers in Albany standing up and saying, no, actually our taxes have to be spread. And they're one of the most powerful sources of that. So they're, they're playing chess here. Um, and, and one of the things that's so um, devious about the uh, IDC setup is that a lot of the IDC members um, will tell you that they support progressive legislation. Right. So it's not like, you know, usually you're like, oh, I can tell a corporate Democrat because of what they say they support. It's actually a little bit harder, a little more complicated. Um, as John Oliver says, if you want to do something really evil, make it really boring. I think, sometimes think that's also like, if you want to do something really evil, make it really complex. Yes. Um, so they'll say, we support public financing of elections. They'll say, we support uh, the New York Health Act, single payer. But then what they do is they basically give their power to Republicans to block that legislation from even coming to the floor. So you can't do what you usually do is say, okay, I'm going to follow what they say. Mm -hmm. Like, watch what they do, not what they say. Mm -hmm. And this past week was a, um, last eight days, there's been kind of uh, a big brouhaha. Brouhaha. <laughs> a, a deal, non-deal. And, and what we mean by deal is there's, there have been a couple of instances in the past seven years uh, where there's, there was a potential deal for the IDC members to rejoin. Now, in the past, there were, there were fewer IDC members, but the IDC <coughs> is led by a man named uh, Jeff, Jeff Klein. Klein. Yes. He's a senator. He, he, some say, and he's actually said this on the record, that he you know, wanted to be the, the de Senate de Democratic leader, the, yeah. The, yeah. You know, the, the leader of the Senate. Uh, and so he pulled off to the IDC for perks, benefits, and mm -hmm. esteem, and control, frankly, yes. um, to kind of hold it to the Senate Dems and also be the leader of his own little movement. So the deal is essentially... I, I think of Jeff Klein in terms of, like, you know, the Lord of the Rings, like, <laughs> mine, mine. Yes, you know? that's exactly it. Yeah. Like, he's, he, uh, there's not a real sense that this is a guy who has a deep ideology. He just wants power. Yeah. And he says it yeah. openly. It's, yeah. That's New York for you. Yes. You, these people have been operating out in the open and... Because of the state, because maybe, you know, we had Obama's president and we were less concerned about Trump, suddenly everyone's awake and they realize, oh my gosh, these people have been operating on the open, yeah. saying things like this, accepting money from, from Republican interests, aligning themselves yeah. with Republicans as Democrats, and because these are districts that, you know, they're not high turnout districts, they most, of, most of them, these are, dem are like districts that should automatically be Democratic yeah. districts. So the, these are not like, 
Democrats saying, oh, I got I to gotta give a few people a bone so I can serve all my constituents. No, they are running as progressive Democrats. This is what's so disturbing. Now, Jeff Klein will say he's one of the biggest supporters of public financing of elections. Yeah. They sound. <laughs> well, I say but, that because but he it says so. He's run. They run as progressive Democrats, and then get into power, funded by hedge fund managers, and give um, and work with Republicans to block the legislation that we need to block. So this past week, the New York State Democratic Party, Which not you to are make a member of. I'm a member of. But I would not confuse the New York State Democratic Party with New York Democrats. Um, when I ran for uh, governor, for instance, uh, three and a half years ago, the New York State Democratic Party spent money against me in the primary, openly. You know? Which is technically against the rules of the Democratic Party, but not that uh, from the national level. At the state level, I don't know that there are rules We're on that. It's supposed to yeah. impartial. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So putting on my DNC hat for a second. Right. <laughs> um, but but you know every er, talk to any reporter in New York State. I'm not saying anything that radical. The party is not really the party in the sense that it reflects grassroots Democrats. The party is overwhelmingly controlled by the governor. And and to be clear, that has been true for a long time in New York State. Mm -hmm. So whoever the governor has been has really just controlled the party. What does that mean when you say control? Is the money all for them? Is it? Uh, well, I'll, most of the money went to Andrew Cuomo uh, in the 2014 election. Um, and where does the money come from? Uh, it comes from, uh, they do some uh, uh, grassroots fundraising. So when you're sort of giving to the New York State Democratic Party, be aware that what you're giving to is basically Andrew Cuomo's controlled fund. Mm -hmm. um, then you also see money from some of the same big donors that I was talking about earlier, um, you know, real estate interests and corporate interests. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and then also, I mean, there are people who support it because they support. Uh, they so no, they could because they support a democratic state, and I think that's where the the like bad faith comes in. So this party, um, but it does have delegates. I'm one of the delegates, and there's been this recent, really exciting um, internal uh, awakening within the party. Mm -hmm. So for four years, um, a delegate. By the way, who these are. Hillary Clinton and Bernie supporters, a, a delegate to the state party who herself was a Hillary Clinton delegate, has been asking the state party to say, we don't support the IDC. Right. A very simple resolution, just stop doing this. Mm -hmm. For three and a half years, she couldn't get it done. But this past year, because there's more and more people awake to the IDC, she actually got it pushed through. The state party still would not commit to not having money go to the IDC members. Um, Which it's not giving. Yeah. It makes this very clear. The state party is giving money to IDC members, but not giving money to Senate Democrats. Yes. So um, it's unclear because the um, finances are actually really opaque with the state party. Um, exactly what the relationship is to the to the IDC. It was a little bit weird that they would say they said we don't ha we don't send money to IDC members anyway, but. We're not totally clear on that. We'd like a more uh, transparent budget. But it is clear that um, the state Democratic Party controlled by Andrew Cuomo has not made electing Democrats in tough districts a priority and has not made um, uh, primarying the IDC a priority. So Trump gets elected. Suddenly, all these New Yorkers and also people around the country, thanks to you, 
um, are uh, aware of what is happening with this um, really uh, a devious game. Mm -hmm. um, and so you start having protests. IDC members start getting protests. Andrew Cuomo starts getting protests. People start asking questions like, this guy wants to run for president, but he doesn't, in a Democratic primary, but, but he's enabling Trump Republicans in his own state. Like, what's going on here? So Jeff Berman, Cuomo's person, says, okay, I've got to, I propose a deal. Um, the, you, the IDC, these double agent Democrats, should work with Democrats instead of Republicans. There'll be a power sharing arrangement where the IDC will still get special perks and special powers and Jeff Klein, the head of the IDC, will still get to have a, a lot of control, mm -hmm. but they'll be working with Democrats as an independent group instead of Republicans. This sounds, you know, maybe not perfect, but a lot better. better. We get the votes. <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, what we should demand is that Andrea Stewart-Cousins Who's the Senate who's the, Democratic uh, leader? Who's the Senate Democratic leader is the leader of the Democrats who get elected. Like people should get what they vote for. Right. That, that, that's what we're aiming for. But there's so many problems with this alleged deal. And the biggest one is um, Cuomo says, uh, Cuomo's person says, let's have that happen after the budget is done in 2018. Which was Probably maybe January, is, unless it goes. No, so, so this is oh, uh, in, in uh, March, so April. So the, the proposal is um, we'll have the IDC work with Democrats again, but not this year. So there's a saying in business, you know, later means never. Right. You know, or what's that? I was listening to that Jack Johnson song, you know, maybe almost always means no. <laughs> you know, like, like the, it isn't a deal. It's saying, just later, just go away. Basically, when, I, when you look under the hood of the deal, there's two things to notice. One is it asks um, activists and Democrats to do something right now, which is stand back. Mm -hmm. Stop, don't, don't primary. Stop bothering me. And it asks the IDC to do nothing right now. It's like if you and I have a deal and I'm like, I'm gonna stop, I don't know, what's something we would have a deal about? Um, I'm going to stop tweeting right now. <laughs> at TYT. Right, yes. And we <laughs> say, okay, okay, so you and I are both going to stop tweeting, except here the deal is that you have to stop tweeting now, and in six months I'll stop tweeting. Right. But you have no enforcement mechanism. And I, this is a little personal for me because the reason that um, Andrew Cuomo got the Working Families Party to uh, not endorse me in the primary last time. Um, Which caused, a, uh, when, when she challenged mm -hmm. Governor Cuomo, the members, the voters yeah. of the Working Families Party are, are huge supporters of yours. Yeah. Let's just make that very clear. Yeah, and, the, and what Andrew Cuomo made basically the same deal. He said, if you uh, right now don't primary, don't support a primary against me, mm -hmm. I will get the IDC to come home. This is in June 2014. The head of the IDC says, yes, we will rejoin in 2015. They, they commit to this deal. 2015 comes around, neither Cuomo nor Jeff Klein follow through. So, fool me once. Fool me once, exactly. So this deal is proposed, Jeff Klein agrees, Cuomo agrees, um, the, what we call the mainline Democrats are put in this really terrible position uh, because the, uh, the 
um, state Democratic Party, in other words, Andrew Cuomo, says, if you don't go along with this deal, I'm going to make life hard for you. Um, but the really exciting thing happened, that happened is grassroots Democrats across New York said, hell no. We don't want the deal no matter what. We're primarying these people Yes. no yeah. matter what. We don't care if you cut a deal with them. We're still going to primary them. Right. It, we want Democratic representation in Democratic districts. This is like a no-brainer, and we want that right now. And if you say you're coming home later, why aren't you coming home now? Yeah. Um, the other part of this that's really, really important and um, is that sort of buried in this deal um, is this side comment where Andrew Cuomo says, um, oh, and it looks like I'll hold special elections for vacant seats after the 2018 budget. To, to make sense of this, remember that um, in this very gerrymandered state, Democrats, elected Democrats, and elected Republicans are about even. Mm -hmm. So we need every state Senate um, district filled to have full, uh, to have the Democrats have, have power in the next mm -hmm. budget. This is a really important budget. And Andrew Cuomo is saying, I, as the Democratic leader of a Democratic state, want to go through the next budget two people short on the Democratic side. Because there's two vacant seats there's, right now. There's, there's two vacant seats. Who knows what'll happen the next five months right. given the state <laughs> of affairs. Right yeah. Now. New York is not known for being um, yeah. a, clean, right. a clean house. There's always people being indicted yeah. and stepping down and, you know. But the simple thing is, when there's a vacancy, actually, honestly, whatever your party, right. when there's a vacancy, you should hold a special election so that people are represented. And Andrew Cuomo hasn't given any, given any reason for not holding speci the special elections. He's counting on people being distracted. Mm -hmm. He's counting on people not paying attention. Because the only reason not to hold those elections is because he wants to work with the Republicans that support, uh, that work with his hedge fund donors. And, and what, I mean, this is a real moral crucible moment for the country. Mm -hmm. We um, are on the verge of one of the most uh, grotesque and cruel tax bills um, getting passed. Um, you know, uh, and with what um, is happening on the federal level, with the rug getting pulled out of under people's lives, um, for Andrew Cuomo not to be doing everything he can to stand up for um, poor, mm -hmm. uh, Work and working uh, Americans and working New Yorkers is, is, is unacceptable. But Zephyr, he had a phone call today to talk about the GOP tax scam with Jerry Brown and, right. and the Democrats. Isn't that enough? Right. I mean, the, the, so this <laughs> is a, what he does. This he, is what he does. He does. He, he, does. he says, like, there's a, you know, there's an article, Democratic governors stand up against the tax scam. Yeah. But the way to stand up against the tax scam is to go to those exact same people. Oh, oh one more thing. Okay. So remember earlier when I was saying, you know, Dan Loeb. I'll use him as an example. He's not alone. He funds Andrew Cuomo. He funds the IDC. He funds the New York State Republicans. And he gives over $500,000 to the Congressional Leadership Fund, the big super PAC to get Republicans elected on the federal level. So Andrew Cuomo's big donors are pushing for tax breaks on the federal level. He is in no position, no moral position, to stand up and say that he has been standing up for the people of New York 
against the the hurricane that's coming at him. He's he's literally. I mean, this is not rhetoric. Yeah. He is he's literally in bed with the Republicans. Yes. He's not a yeah. conservative Democrat, a corporate right. Democrat. This is somebody who is holding up right. other progressive legislation. You know, when I when I talk about yeah. the IDC being controlled by charter schools, yeah. charter schools are having. You know, there are charter school Democrats who say, "Well, I'm con I'm corporate." And, right. But I'm progressive on all these other issues. Except yeah. the problem is, is that the IDC is holding up all these other issues as well. Yeah. So if you want a sanctuary state, sorry, you don't get that. Yeah. If you want single payer, you don't get that. Right. You want to protect your right to choose in New York State, you don't get that because the charter school hedge funders need their tax breaks. Yeah, and I, I think, that, I mean, you put it really well. This is bad faith negotiation. This is not saying, hey, I've thought about it, and I'm a, a, I'm a corporate down. Mm -hmm. This is him saying, I'm progressive, and then literally working with the Republicans to block Democrats having power in New York State. And I can deal with people who are honest, you know? The corporate Dems are mad at him. I mean, yeah. that, that, like, if, if we want to yeah. make this very clear, you have some Democrats mm -hmm. in this state that were Hillary Clinton supporters, as you said, yeah. who are aggressively upset Yes. and organizing against Andrew Cuomo. So this yeah. is not a Hillary Bernie. This is not Hillary no, Bernie. Not this that. is about like good faith in politics. And um, I think he's in for a surprise because he's kind of playing these like 90s games, you know? Meaning triangulation. Triangulation and, and um, being too smart by half. Yeah. And, uh, and this past week it kind of blew up in his face. So uh, how did it blow up in his face? Because um, he expected, and there's a great New York Times story about this, but uh, Jeff Berman, his person, called up the activist groups and expected them to be happy right. with this deal that would put Republicans in power in New York State in the most important budget in recent history. Yep. And the grassroots are having none of it. And so instead of being this great, he, he'd actually, he'd, um, he'd planned a rally <laughs> Uh, and it looks like the setup was he's going to announce a deal. He's been the hero. He's brought the IDC back into the fold. And then he plans a rally four days later. And uh, there were you know, no hard commitments, but people understood he was showing up. The press all thought he was going to be at his own rally. Um, after the grassroots start pushing back, after a few bad uh, uh, New York Times stories, Suddenly, Andrew Cuomo is no longer showing up at his own rally. It's kind of extraordinary. Because he's going to be protested. It, oh, right. He, or, yeah. Sorry, sorry to be clear. He had planned a rally to be the sort of hero riding in on the horse, saying, I've solved the IDC. Later. Um, <laughs> in and, six uh, months, maybe. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm the hero of the resistance. And instead, the groups that he was organizing with, the actual groups, there were um, over a dozen groups yeah. that the state party was working with to hold an event against the IDC, they turned around and said, you come, fine, but we are gonna, uh, we're going to protest you enabling this. And so instead, he runs away. He vanishes. I actually got an email from a reporter uh, Friday night, because this rally was Saturday, saying, wait, Andrew Cuomo is skipping his own rally? Um, because he's scared. He's scared. He's and, scared. you know, just to make this very clear, on Saturday, just a couple of days ago, he was supposed to have this rally. And at the end of this week, he is going to have a birthday party mm -hmm. where the tickets are up to $50,000 a piece, yeah. literally at Cipriani Wall Street. Right. With who is the 
Bill Clinton. Oh, yeah. So yeah. this guy who's supposed to be the anti-Wall Street progressive yeah. is so disconnected, thinks people aren't caring, yeah. that he's having his birthday party on Wall Street. On Wall Street, right. There's, he really doesn't, at some deep level, I actually think um, he doesn't understand why people are angry. He doesn't know what is happening with the um, opioid over overdoses. He does not know what is happening in people's lives mm -hmm. where they are working two jobs. He doesn't know what it's like when kids have these overcrowded classrooms. He's the always MTA. sort of had a... He doesn't know that when the MTA shuts down and someone's has, late yeah. for work, yeah. they're late for work and might lose their jobs yeah. or it affects their bottom line. Right. He does not understand. The MTA is the subway system. Yeah. Who, which, which, which has been falling apart for some time now. Um, and he doesn't invest in the MTA because, like, fundamentally, this is a guy who's walled himself in and is making strategies. I mean, he, look, he's, he's very powerful, he's very capable, he's very smart. I wouldn't deny any of those things, but he's using his power and his competence and his intelligence to serve these, um, basically, these hedge fund and real estate masters who do not care about the people of the state. And I think what... Um, what is so hard as a New Yorker is that, you know, we take real pride in this like national moment of being able to stand up and say, we absolutely welcome immigrants. Mm -hmm. We absolutely are committed to a, a egalitarian society where everybody gets a shot. We are totally committed to public education. You know, we are, uh, the public education in New York is some of the pride of the country. Mm -hmm. And instead, our MTA used to be the pride of the country. The world? <laughs> yes, of the world. Yeah. And, um, and we have like big dreams and big hearts. And we are going to stand up and show you what a positive alternative to Trump is. Mm -hmm. And instead, we have this governor playing games with Republicans and thinking he's going to get away with it. And as a moral matter um, in this like, incredibly important moment in our country, for all the people of New York, but honestly for all the people of the country, mm -hmm. New York has to stand up to that. I completely agree, and, and I think this is, a, this is a moment where progressives um, have been able to organize and mobilize yeah. in a way that I, I've never seen in my lifetime. And I, you know, my, from my perspective, as somebody who's been watching Governor Cuomo for a very long time and covering him now, uh, he, you know, he did not come from the grassroots. His his father is, was arguably much more progressive. At least yeah. we could say he's a Democrat. <laughs> he didn't. He wasn't taking money from Republicans. Yeah, uh, and, and and Mario Cuomo was sort of legendary for barging into crowds and arguing with people he disagreed with yeah. and being real and connected. And, and Governor Cuomo's isolates himself. Governor Cuomo speaks to reporters. Yes, gets gets nervous around you know the humans. <laughs> I mean, yeah. this, is, this is not rhetoric. This no. is true. He does yeah. not. You know, to have a rally where there's a rope line, he doesn't, you know, he's hired a lot of comms people from, from the, the Clinton and from the Obama world, and you see a lot of the repetition. So uh, before we end yeah. our cafe series, yes, there's $30 million that this guy has in yes. the fund. Yes. You know, right now there's no primary challenger, at least there's a few that have, are declaring, but they're not. You know. no, nobody's official primary. Right. No, nobody's officially primary. But look, uh, Andrew Cuomo is sort of off his balance right now mm -hmm. um, because he's in, in some ways, I think he's like an, 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 a 90s politician who walked into this revolutionary moment in American society and 
He doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. His strategy, to like he built his strategy in yeah. 1991. Yes, and, and he's it's like, never I'm changed. Not getting off my strategy. <laughs> right. Yeah, and um, what I actually, I would go back to 2008. I feel like politics really started changing after the crash. Yep. Like people start waking up, and then in uh, the last few years, you've seen politics change on a national level across the board, and it's certainly changing in New York. I mean the grassroots meetings around the um, state and city are, are packed, yeah. right? So um, first of all, I, I am confident there'll be a primary challenger, if not more than one. Um, uh, there's uh, Stephanie Miner, the mayor of Syracuse, has mentioned it. Uh, state Senator uh, Terry Gibson has talked about it. I've privately had conversations with other people. Um, and there may be somebody that we're not thinking about yet. Cynthia Nixon has been in the press Cynthia about Cynthia Nixon, exactly. Yeah. She's a huge education activist. Yeah. And then some other state leaders. Yeah. So it. other people are, are, are thinking about it. Um, but I actually think it's not about, like, you know, divining the leaves of, like, who. Right. Um, it's that uh, there is no way that in this year, in this moment, with what's happening nationally, um, that there isn't uh, a serious primary challenge to Andrew Cuomo this year. And, um, and maybe he'll be surprised. They could even win. I mean, so look, we got, we, got, we got 34% of the vote. And how I ran much money? Oh. <laughs> yes, but this is to be good. I mean, to show what you can do. This is the year when he wasn't getting this type of pushback. And yeah. now he's getting this pushback with $30 yeah. million. Now, there's a point where that, like, after what, $2 million, $3 million, where does the money go? You know, I, th I think the really important thing to understand is that um, in primaries, you have a lot more educated voters. Primaries right. are different. And last time, one of the big issues, um, one of the biggest issues was education, which continues to be a, be a major issue. But the other big issue uh, was fracking. And um, uh, I worked with some of the most extraordinary anti-fracking activists, um, actually the most extraordinary activist period yeah. um, in 2014, and they were really essential to us doing as well as we did. Well, Andrew Cuomo still does not have a lot of friends upstate. He does not have a lot of friends in the environmental community. But this last year, what you see is, oh, people are waking up in the city because of the MTA, because of the IDC, um, because of the incredible inequality and the um, uh, segregation in our schools. So and real estate housing, housing oh, is a and, huge and issue. And, and Andrew Cuomo has a donor who's given him close to a million dollars through LLCs, through these corporate donations, like setting up lots of different shells that all give to him. So real estate is huge. And so if you marry the um, upstate outrage with a real, a loud city voice saying he is not serving our interests, he could be more than just uncertain he could actually be defeated. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I wish you would do it again, but I understand that you know you've gone through two elections in the last couple of years. Uh, but you would be a fantastic voice. You got so close. You took him by surprise last time. And this is this is a moment. This is a real yeah. you know. As Donna Brazil said, yeah. I interviewed her a few days ago. She goes, "There's a moment, and then there's the movement. You were the movement, and now we're at the moment." So I'm hoping very <laughs> soon we will no longer have Andrew Cuomo, a Republican governor, holding up. Right. Uh, <laughs> yes. holding I would always say that, like, if the, if the guy had a different last name, you wouldn't call him a Democrat. You know, it's Not just like all. he's he's considered a Democrat because he runs on the D-line because it was dad. Yeah. But exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, he's, of course, thinking about running for president. So this is why it's really important yes. for the national audience yeah. to know that $30 million 
he has in a fund right now for his reelection yeah. with no primary challenger and probably not anybody serious enough on the Republican line. Where the, 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 a Republican isn't going to win in New York no. State in 2018. I mean, you'll hear chatter about that. That's not no. going to happen. That's not what the $30 million is for. No. But he's yeah. also hiring a bunch of people to get his national. Uh, oh, yes, he's traveling to California. For his yeah. $30 million re-election <laughs> right. fund. Right, yeah. So that's, I mean, that's yeah. another conversation. But Zephyr, yeah. uh, always a pleasure. Yeah, Hope great. We'll to another cafe conversation. I, I like know, this. I like this the diner, series. yeah, the yeah, diner con conversation. Eggs, yeah. eggs. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Thank anyway, thanks so a lot. Yeah.